It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Let's talk about the news. From Bloomberg, GM reaches tentative agreement with UAW, ending six-week strike. Less than a week after U.S. automaker Ford signed a deal with the United Auto Workers Union, General Motors has reportedly reached a tentative agreement with them as well, potentially ending a period in which the industry was roiled by strikes and uncertainty. This is still just a tentative deal, but it would seem that a 25% hourly pay increase plus cost of living allowances may be included in an updated four-year contract, similar to what was agreed with Ford. GM was the last holdout of the three major automakers in the country, and it's been estimated that the company has already lost about $800 million to the strikes and could rack up another $200 million in losses per week if strike actions continue. From Barron's, UN peacekeepers leave Mali in a hurry and under fire. UN peacekeepers who were in the region to help local governments deal with militant extremist groups were ordered in June to fully withdraw from Mali by the end of the year, triggering a frantic effort to destroy equipment that might otherwise fall into militant hands and to get everyone out safely. That safety component was made more difficult by the enemies this group has made amongst local militant groups over the 10 years or so they've been operating in the region, and by the sheer number of people, around 15,000 soldiers that require extraction. Nearly 6,000 peacekeepers have reportedly been safely withdrawn so far, though the extractions have been made more difficult and precarious by the withholding of flight and travel permits by local officials. The Malian government was overthrown by its military in 2021 and is one of several governments in West Africa currently run by military juntas. And from the Washington Post, Republicans delay more than $1 billion in HIV program funding. A government program called PEPFAR, short for the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, has been held up by congressional Republicans due to unbacked allegations that some of the resources being divvied out by the program are funding abortions overseas. Pretty much everyone involved with this program has assured lawmakers that the resources PEPFAR provides to healthcare entities is only used to make medicines, testing, and prevention services related to AIDS more widely available. And the program, which was created by then-President George W. Bush in 2003, has been credited with saving more than 25 million lives, costs not quite $7 billion a year, and is typically enjoyed bipartisan support, heralded as one of the most successful medical programs of its kind. PEPFAR can continue to operate without Congress's go-ahead, but details related to its operation, including how terms like human rights are used in the document that outlines the program, are being held up by congressional Republicans, stymieing efforts to keep things going. If you're finding some value in one-sentence news, consider leaving a quick review wherever you get your podcasts and or sharing the show with a friend. You can find out more about this show or subscribe to the email version at onesentencenews.com. And you can support this and other related projects, like the Let's Know Things and Brain Lenses podcasts, at understandery.com.